All right, welcome to Selective Hearings Roundtable, episode 49. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting close to that centennial, half centennial. <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess I guess 49 would still be considered fairly young in today's age, but who knows? Uh, anyway, um, my name is Greg. I am the Grand Poobah, the Supreme Leader, the guy who runs Selective Hearing, and we're going to be doing our 2020 year-end recap. So before I introduce myself, let's introduce everyone in the room. We'll start with our guest. Ping, what's up? Hey guys, uh, I'm back. Consecutive episodes, exciting. Um, I'm Ping, aka Ellis Tan or LST of LST K-pop. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. No problem. Welcome back. Do you have uh, anything you would like to promote there, Mr. Ping? Same thing as last time, I guess. Just uh, check out my Instagram, underscore Ellis Tan. That's E-L-L-I-S-T-A-N. Underscore Ellis Tan is my Instagram. Also my Twitter. And my YouTube channel is LST K-pop, all one word. That's the letter L, S, T, K-pop. Sweet. And what are you drinking tonight? And uh, what's your booze? I'm having uh, the classic water, agua, this time. Boo. There's plenty of that. You're you're the sober one today? Is that that what I'm hearing? I got to stay hydrated. You got to stay cleanly hydrated, you mean? Exactly, exactly. All right. Alan, what's up? Hey, y'all. This is Alan, a.k.a. Takeo Ray. Something I'd like to uh, pimp would be, I guess you can follow me on Twitch. Uh, I've been doing some uh, playthroughs of some of my older games like Yakuza. I'm currently playing Yakuza 3 on my PlayStation 5. Just finished Yakuza 2, Kiwami 2, excuse me, and uh, I'm looking to do Tales of Vesperia soon, so if you want to follow me on there, it's twitch.tv slash Ray. Sweet. What you drinking, man? I am drinking Kikori whiskey. I've had I've had a couple of bottles uh, of this the last two years, and it's a very easy drink, very light, different from my usual Nika or Suntory. It's hard to get those two now, so Kikori has been my go-to for tonight. And I'm spoiled now because I now have these little ice molds that make round ice, so I can't have any drink without round ice now, so... Just the just the little bit of roundness. I don't know why I'm spoiled like that, but man, round ice goes far in any drink. So cheers. Cheers. I thought I thought when you bought that, that was gonna be like your game cooler. You just like ice cubes and just put them under your PS5 to cool the system. <laughs> uh, my my new gear doesn't get hot at all. Uh, PS5 doesn't get hot. Xbox Series X doesn't get hot or anything like that. So. Sweet. All right. And as I said in the introduction, I'm Greg. So I, I'm the dude who runs the site. Um, normally, I don't run the podcast. That's usually Alan. <laughs> but uh, since it's the year-end thing, you know, figured uh, might as well take a shot at running it again. Well, I've been doing a lot of stuff for YouTube. So for our YouTube channel and our SoundCloud uh, channel, I've been uploading a bunch of remixes and stuff. So I've been doing that. Otherwise, yeah, just been writing articles for the most part. What was or the last? To. What was the last remix? Eyes one panorama. Cool. Uh, put that in the eyes one Reddit. People seem to dig it. Usually, the response is something or nothing. No one really gives any like real feedback. 
they kind of just say, oh, it's nice. I Thank haven't. You. And then they put it like a upvote. I haven't frequented the Eyes One subreddit in a long time, so now I have to look. I had to figure out if I could actually post it in the Eyes One subreddit first, so I had to like read the, the posting rules to make sure I wasn't like violating anything. It was okay. So I was happy with that. Uh, what am I drinking? Well, I, I, I'm not known to drink a lot on our podcast at all. That goes to I have, me. I don't actually drink a lot. I don't drink a, at all, usually in social situations either. But uh, what I have is vodka. Now, I had my choice among many choices of vodka, but usually I go with Smirnoff. But at the liquor store by my place, they only have like the really big bottles of Smirnoff that would take you like probably days and weeks to finish on your own. So I went with uh, Rockstar Vodka. <laughs> You think I could find that was small? Fancy. So wait, uh, Rockstar Vodka Mango Orange is what that, it says on the bottle. Six point nine percent alcohol. That's not made by the Rockstar Drink Company, is it? It is. Oh my god! Later. Yes, it is a Rockstar labeled alcohol. I can only imagine how that tastes. It tastes like Rockstar, basically. <laughs> so if, uh, if I have any Rockstar energy drink that's basically what it tastes like except it has a little bit of alcohol in it i hope you love your choice then well i'm sure my toilet will appreciate it later (laughs) (laughs) all right uh i got nothing else to promote or talk about in regards to drinking so let's just get to this our first topic is how was your 2020 so gentlemen uh i'll leave the floor open to you for to answer this first how are you affected by covid19 what life changes did you have to make in order to keep yourself and your loved ones safe and sane? Whoever wants to answer the question first, go ahead. Yeah, actually, fortunately, I live alone. So I really didn't have to make many changes on that end. It was actually kind of felt just like an extended staycation. You know, a lot of work from home, a lot of time at home. was able to, with work being slow as well, I was able to catch up on a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do, like cleaning the house, moving furniture around, uh, learning new stuff. Overall, like it's been a very difficult year with the virus, not being able to travel or go outside or see friends and family. But I took it upon myself to try to make use of all the the time that uh, I suddenly have, right? And um, yeah, tried to make the most of it right so uh which was uh you know I, I i'm trying to improve my singing so i started practicing singing on a on a regular basis just for the the norebang or the karaoke days when uh we can once again go out and have fun together um oh man i yeah i started doing um I started doing the YouTube, which uh, I need to get back to, and uh, just like learning more about photography, videography, listening to a lot more music, playing games. Yeah, just catching up on a lot of the stuff that I, I've been wanting to catch up on. Sweet. What about you, Alan? What'd you do? I guess I'm probably the, out of everybody on the site, I probably am the one that got affected the most, I, I think. Uh, lost two jobs through 2020. I'm in retirement mode, <laughs> a forced retirement mode, but I'm all right with that. Uh, I'm with the family again. Uh, my brother lost his job as well uh, after the summer, so we're all one big happy family back here again. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I barely spent any money going out and buying food <laughs> now, so uh, that's one good thing. Back at home, I got to uh, 
redecorate my old uh, my old room and everything. It feels like a nice apartment again. The family pretty much uh, we're all masked up and everything. We got a bajillion masks up at, up in here. So the one the ones that do go out, I think I'm the one that goes out probably the most, only to pick up groceries or maybe randomly get food or usually I like to go drive around Houston. Now I, now there's this little park with this outdoor gym uh, that's nearby that I, I'm planning to frequent a lot more. So I'll be going out uh, to keep sane and get some sunlight these days. So uh, other than that, I've been playing a lot of the backlog, getting a lot of video games in. Uh, something that I've wanted to do forever uh, just because I would, I would buy games and I would never play them because I never had time. And now I have all this free time. I can play games. I can do whatever I want. I can relax as well. So it has been very challenging. Those are the, probably the biggest things that have changed throughout 2020. I, I'm fortunate to have a supporting family that can uh, deal with a bunch of craziness and life changes that that are going on but it does feel like we are on our own to survive on our own versus getting any help from you know from old contacts or old friends or things like that so uh we're just uh trying to stay cool back here but yeah one of the things that you had brought up a little bit was uh going out less for food so kind of saving money on that end as far as like going to restaurants when you said that actually i realized like yeah like this year because there's hasn't been any concerts i have not spent any money going to concerts (laughs) or at least in person concerts usually (laughs) usually i would spend like 200 to 400 dollars per concert and i'd be going you know that's not even including the merchandise Last year, in 2019, I went to at least one concert every single month of 2019. Jesus. Uh, multiple, yeah, multiple months I went to two concerts. Some months I went to four concerts. I went to both KCONs in New York and in LA. And I just spent a lot of money on concerts last year. And this year, uh, I, feel like, I, f- I feel like I've saved so much money not having to go to concerts. Um, but on on and uh, on the other end, it just made me buy <laughs> other stuff. Like I ended up buying more camera camera stuff and uh, stuff for the YouTube and and things like that. But um, oh, I know how you feel. Yeah, on that I one. mean, it's I definitely spent a lot less though than going to concerts every single month. And uh, unfortunately, you know, it's like a, a double edged sword, right? You, you don't get to see the artists that you are a fan of, and you don't get to participate in you know enjoying that energy that those concerts always give off but uh yeah i definitely saved i can definitely say that i saved a lot of money this year on not going to concerts uh, but another thing also is like you i'm i'm a, i'm a freelance photographer as well so basically all my photography uh related gigs and you know like personal shoots that i like to book were pretty much all just couldn't happen because of the the coronavirus right so obviously um you know listening to alan it's been a very difficult year and for many people around the world i know that it's been very difficult so i feel pretty fortunate um on my end that a lot of my my problems and concerns are you know kind of like uh not life-threatening in that sense um although my mom is a nurse so you know she's on the front line but uh personally for me I'm thankful for that. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, just looking forward to 2021 
and you know hoping for the best otherwise you know i probably would have done the same thing as last year go to like a ton of concerts go to korea again yeah so definitely saved a lot of money i guess you can you know you got to try to look at the silver lining yeah and you you reinvested in that those funds into something else that you're you're putting yeah, time into well, anyway right I, I could potentially you know you know it's 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 all for the future right everything's an investment every the way you spend your money is an investment right if you whether it's an investment in your own entertainment or an investment for your career um or an investment into you know for example a car or k-pop stuff like right it's for your enjoyment right so every everything that you spend money is on is an investment and instead of investing it on my entertainment i invested it into a possible future right so sweet uh so what about me well i i live in canada compared to these two guys they live in the states so it's two different types of situations here (laughs) kind of in general um i also work from home similar to ping so i actually started working from home in march and uh, i've only been back to the office maybe two or three times this year it's not too bad Although I don't like taking public transportation because people don't wear masks and shit. So that kind of pisses me off. Oh, wow. But uh, yeah, it's, it's not too bad. You just kind of like run away from those people who don't wear masks. Uh, I think I, I brought something up in our Discord probably last week or before Christmas break where there's like all the people who don't wear masks always tend to sit near me for some reason. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm like a magnet for anti-maskers, but it really pisses me off. Otherwise, I didn't really leave the house at all. Um, not unless it was like for groceries or forced family responsibilities. Uh, those those types of things were the only reasons I left the house. Otherwise, I've been kind of cooped up in my, my condo for a bit, just kind of chilling, playing video games, uh, working on a couple of other things that I'll mention later on in this uh, conversation here. But uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you guys just yeah like trying march, to stay off the boredom from march from march to july for me it was like i only left my house maybe six times in total <laughs> i think i think so, i was around that wow. as well so it was like every but, uh, two or three weeks i would get out the house yeah but i like i like being at home uh i'm kind of a weird person like i need to be home to recharge but i also get energized when i go out so it, it's like it's a rough balance for me right now where i'm kind of feeling lethargic because i'm home all the time but i also feel good because i don't have to do anything but <laughs> like i want to but i want to go out and be energized but there's nothing to do and no one to see and no one, nowhere to go so it's like a really weird balance right like i'm just trying to be content essentially if the pandemic were never to hit um i think we touched on this probably uh during our conversation here uh what were you going to do for 2020 i i think i already mentioned it i was planning on going to korea to see eyes one and um possibly red velvet as well but that that didn't actually happen because of wendy um getting injured but that was pretty much my only plan for 2020 other than my regular stuff like i go to vegas annually concerts um just the general just the general stuff that i usually do on a year in year out basis what about you alan did you have any big plans before it all went to shit yeah yeah i did i was gonna buy a house i was gonna buy a house uh that would have been big the big purchase uh for 2020 
Dave. It's a little bigger than a big purchase. It, it is. Uh, I, have, I have a lot of stock to cash in. I saved a lot of money. Uh, a friend of mine was going to help me out. And uh, because I lost my main job back in the end of January, uh, I had to delay that. Then losing the second job definitely put that on hold. So that would have been the big one. A car would have been the second one as well, but that would have been more of a luxury item because I have a fully functioning working car with four wheels still. So that would have been after the house. That would have been uh, a summer purchase. Then I had, I had saved up for three trips as well. Uh, they would have randomly been like LA and New York just in case we got that press pass for KCON again. And then Korea. It would have been a, a trip to Korea slash Japan. Uh, that would have been my first uh, voyage out to both Korea and Japan. But uh, yeah, um, I, I am now siphoning money out of that trip uh, into other things like uh, purchasing a, a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox. So uh, that uh, that's slowly diminishing as far as like that money that I saved up. It's going through those things and it's going towards like food and, and stuff so if it's my turn to buy food i'll pull from that now that i signed up for uh for some insurance it's gonna pull from that as well until i, I find uh employment again so uh slowly but surely that uh, korea fund <laughs> is dwindling away and i could see it every month i'm like god damn it this sucks but those would have been the goals personally I guess professionally for the site, if we went back to KCON, that would have been a huge goal for us to go back and be press again. Uh, I think we made a good impression uh, on both the New York and LA staff, so and we didn't step on anybody's feet or anything like that. So I think it would have been cool. It would have been cool if we had more wrestling contacts, like with AEW and things like that. But we barely, we barely even dipped our toes into that one as well. So it would have been cool. Uh, as far as professional goals for that too, with all the with all the funkiness going on in the world, I've I have other goals that I I've set up like either they're small goals like watch something on Netflix every other day or uh, watch something from my queue or you know play a couple hours of this game you know nothing nothing too big they're they're small little goals here and there. Greg, what about you? Uh, well for me, um, yeah, I was actually planning to go to. KCON, probably the Los Angeles edition of KCON, since New York is kind of far away from me, but LA is closer. Yeah, I would have done press again for KCON if they, they let us in. I would have been happy with that. Uh, I was also planning to attend the uh, G Idols World Tour in Los Angeles as well until Man. I got nixed. So I was, kind I was of ready to go to five of those shows. I was ready to go to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those were like the two big things. And then, of course, my annual Japan trip. I should be there now, but obviously I'm not. So, yeah, usually my Japan trip consists of going to Wrestle Kingdom. That uh, that kind of went down the toilet as well, given the travel restrictions. Uh, basically, all I've been doing is finding alternatives to to do stuff like the G Idol. I went saw their online concert, K Contact. I did that instead of K Con. You know, stuff like that. What I've been doing to kind of replace the uh, the things I've been missing out on. Otherwise, like goals for this site for 2020, there weren't a lot. Uh, this site's kind of going in a state of flux with uh, with content, so we're uh, 
kind of uh, shifting away from the Japanese side to the Korean side. So that's a disjointed shift in content. So uh, we're kind of working that out right now, trying to figure out what exactly we're doing. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's kind of a kind of a weird year for for the site in general. Th- those were the only real big goals I had, and yeah, they all went down the shitter. So it's kind of sad. But at least I'm still alive, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's all we can what we can be thankful for. Considering that everything has slowed down, was there anything specifically that you guys invested in doing during your your time at home? Like I know Ping mentioned that he's put more time into photography and videography. Alan's been playing video games. Is there anything one specific thing that you really put a lot of time in developing skill wise while you had all this time? Uh, personally, for me, I already I already mentioned it earlier. I've been working on my my singing for the uh, the karaoke and noribang sessions that we will eventually have again in the future. And uh, yeah, just spent a lot of time learning more about photography and videography for the uh, for the future. Definitely uh, spent spending a lot of time on that. You better knock my socks off when we go to karaoke. Then I'm just trying to stay on tune. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm not going to see you on Produce 101X or anything like that. We're, we're not uh, at that level. A little, a little bit past that age range. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but there's actually a, a limit for uh, idols uh, as far as age is concerned to audition. So, how about the voice, Korea? How, can you do that, Miss Korea? Uh, I think I might be able to swing that if I lose a little bit of weight, maybe like five kilograms. I'll be uh, good to go. Okay, we expect big things from you next time we see you. I'll be sure to deliver. <laughs> All right, Alan, how about you? I wouldn't say that there's one thing that I uh, was focusing on uh, during uh, lockdown and everything. I, of course, tried applying for new job at many places. I'm currently 0 and 23, so uh, let's break that streak uh, soon. Fine-tuning and reaching out to people and networking, that what. That was almost a weekly thing for a while. I didn't want to harp on that too much, but it was something that I was doing. I did. Uh, Just, I, didn't, uh, oh, I was going to say hang in there because uh, when I was when I lost my job a few oh. years ago and I was looking for a job, I submitted over a thousand applications and uh, I didn't get a job from any of those applications. And I only got maybe two interviews, I think, from all those applications, the job that I have now is actually because of uh, somebody that I know, somebody that I met through a part-time job that I was working. So, <laughs> oh, I'm I'm gonna air my grievances on that one <laughs> in a little in a little bit, but but I, I decided to knock through my backlog of video games, of course. So uh, I did pick up a PS5, so I've been completely playing the hell out of it. I just love the speed on it and everything. So a lot of my older games, I, I want to go through a lot of RPGs. My old Yakuza games, I got the remastered, and I have Like a Dragon waiting for me after I beat uh, the remastered collection. I have Tales of Vesperia that I've been wanting to play. Also, uh, a Persona 5 Royale. I love Persona 5. Years ago, I, I spent so much time on it, and I have yet to play Royale. And I've been dying to play that, but I keep that keeps getting knocked back in the queue because I know what a uh, time sink it can be. So 
I'm excited to play that once I knock everything else out. I've been listening to more music, watching more Netflix, Disney Plus. I'm on Disney Plus. I'm currently trying to knock through all the X-Men content because I love X-Men. So the animated series, evolution, all the movies. I just I just love X-Men. I can't get enough X-Men. So I'm just knocking through all that stuff. And then I would participate in a couple of Twitch streams. Uh, there's really two people on Twitch that I really watch, which would be Maximilian Dude in, at night and Co-Carnage in the morning. So I just like watching them play, being involved, I'll randomly be in chat. Uh, I don't really read it or anything like that, but the people there are pretty, pretty nice. The communities are really nice on Discord as well. So, oh, I also participate in uh, those Discords and the Truly Daybok Discord. They've been keeping me sane for <laughs> the last couple of months. So shout out to those guys. But other than that, every day is a little bit different. Every day is a little bit different. What about you, Greg? When I'm not working... I've actually been putting a lot of time into a skill that I haven't developed until recently, which is the whole music production side. I actually started doing a lot of music production in 2006 when I started this site. Uh, at the time, I didn't have the money or the, I guess, the drive to actually give a shit about doing it properly. Uh, now that uh, I actually have more income to put towards the tools that I need to do it properly, I've actually been kind of developing that skill as I go along. So that has resulted in several of those remixes that I have been creating being posted online. Uh, some of them are not the greatest. Some of them are probably better than they should have been. You know, it's all a learning experience. So I've been kind of putting a lot of time into learning uh, stuff like Ableton Live, Logic Pro. I use Reason 10 as a drum machine and a synth. Basically, I don't use it properly anymore as a actual DAW. Uh, I've been learning stuff like mastering, mixing, uh, all, all those things that only music nerds really give a shit about. Yeah, that that's basically has been my free time uh, outside of work, which has also cut into my my time actually doing anything for the site properly. So yeah, that's probably why we haven't actually been posting anything a lot because I, I tend to be posting the most on Selective Hearing, but uh, because I'm so busy investing my time in this skill, uh, I haven't actually been spending a lot of time doing the other stuff on the site that should be done so it's, it's a small sacrifice but whatever it's not as frequent as what we had going last year well there's also not a lot of stuff happening this year no. right it's really hard to like review something like k contact right you could try give your personal opinion on an online concert that's mostly talk i'll give you a review on k contact season one <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> Was it because it was all dudes, or was it just because it was shit? No, K-Contact Season 1 was shit. K-Contact Season 2 fixed literally everything that was wrong with K-Contact Season 1, and it was amazing. Maybe you can put it in a thousand words that can be posted on a site somewhere. It was shit, it was shit, it was shit, it was shit, it was shit. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's, that's basically my... That was my entire like time off away. Uh, from the site and during COVID is getting that skill down. I think I've got it to where I could probably do a remix within a week now without putting too much effort into it. Of course, that means that it's probably going to be a half-assed mix, but uh, if I take like a month, which is usually a little too long for most, most things, uh, I can probably put out something that's somewhat decent. 
But uh, yeah, the goal is to get a decent mix in within two weeks for for production. So hopefully I can reach that goal sometime next year. Well, hey, just but otherwise... Stick to it. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. Exactly. And yeah. the ones that I've heard have been uh, pretty good, so obviously uh, you're going in the right direction. Yeah, there ain't no way I can oh, do I, I... remixes like you. <laughs> oh, thanks yeah, much, guys. Sure. Uh, just hoping that uh, other people take notice as well. It's kind of hard to promote those things as well because they're bootlegs, so they get taken down real quick. Yeah, that's the other part i got to work on is promotion as well. But yeah, that that's basically it for me. How are you guys otherwise before we move on? Anything else you want to mention about the, the weirdness that is COVID year? Uh, for me, it's actually been so far like an, a net positive, unless something happens in the last couple of days. But so far, it's been a net positive for me. I find it to be a less stressful year, only because the last two years, I've been so focused on my career at my previous job. I was leading in everything. I was doing so much that I was stressed the fuck out. And I was butting heads with, with a lot of people, even though I was top dog, I was still butting heads. So this year was a nice clean break from it. And it felt like the weight was off my shoulders. So I was less stressed out this year. I didn't gain the quarantine 15 like a lot of people did. So I was happy to relax and take comfort. The fact that I didn't like drink myself crazy like I did a couple years ago or eat like eat like shit or anything like that i i also didn't suffer any major illnesses unlike last year greg knows i i had <laughs> i had mono last year i had two allergic reactions last year uh, i was close to dying a couple times i was like fuck this year none of that bullcrap so uh i got to stay away from crazy people that that I could get sick from or anything like that. So net positive. I am happy as a clam as far as uh, looking back on 2020. I I'm pretty satisfied. Yeah, like I'm thankful that I haven't gotten sick. I just, I, I barely step outside, so there there's not really much chances for me to get sick. But even just like regular illnesses, um, usually once a year I'll get either a cold or the flu or something like that. But this year, since I never go outside and I'm always masked up when I go outside anyway, uh, I feel overall healthier. Uh, I also did not gain those uh, was quarantine 15. I actually lost weight doing well on that end. It's definitely been a scary time period. 2020 has been, especially, like I said, my mom is a nurse and she's pretty much my only family. Um, she's on the front lines and I'm kind of just at home. It, you know, it's kind of strange to say, but I, I feel kind of... Slight, I feel kind of grateful that I have the opportunity to do the things that I've wanted to do, you know, for years that I've been holding off and pushing it back and saying, oh, I don't have time. I'll do it when I have time. I'll do it when I have time. And now I have what feels like almost all the time in the world to get things done. Um, just trying to make the most of that time. And also looking at this year, when you when you're living your life and you kind of things become a routine and you're kind of just going day in day out doing the same thing over and over again a year like this really puts your life into perspective every age range right um you know young to old have really taken a step well i assume you know a lot of people have taken a step back to take you know look at what they were doing before what they can do after and hopefully 
you know, make a positive change um, going forward, right? Uh, rather than just sticking to the same old routine. Yeah, it's been a difficult year, but hopefully people are finding the positives that uh, they can take from it. Indeed. Uh, I agree with both of you guys. It's been a strange year, but also a fulfilling year in regards to, you know, finding the time to do what you've put off for so long for me, like studying Japanese, starting to study Korean, you know, those those types of things where, you know, where I put it off for so long or I'd only do it half ass, like when I'm on my commute to work and commute home. But uh, now that we've got 2020 kind of out of the way here, let's bitch about something else. Um, the airing of grievances is our second topic. Uh, those of you who are not familiar with the airing of grievances from Seinfeld, uh, it's basically where you bitch about, it's supposed to be about bitching to other people about how they disappointed you. Happy Festivus. Yes, Happy Festivus. It's part of the whole Festivus tradition. Festivus for the rest of us. That's right. Donate to the human fund, please. We want to uh, not bitch at each other, because that would be pointless. Instead, we're going to uh, bitch at the less than stellar efforts at entertaining us as humans. And of course, anything else we deserve that deserves our, uh, our attention or our wrath. So I'm going to start with Ping. Uh, what, what, what do you want to scream at, out I, to the world? What do you want to I can about? actually keep this really short because I, I really tried to think hard about if what was a grievance of mine this year. And, you know, aside from the COVID-19 situation with the anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers, um, there's not really a whole lot that I've been disappointed by or annoyed by, grieved by. The only thing that I could think of, you know, during these last few days of my sporadic uh, thinking of this topic was the Twice concert. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard about that. Uh, Could you... Could you, you guys, on you, that guys a you, you, you guys haven't seen the Twice concert, right? Uh, I haven't. Uh, maybe Alan it's has. Just, I need to because it's it's Happy Sana Day, by the way. Right, indeed. Hold on, hold um, on, hold on. I got something. Happy Sana Day. Okay, continue with your grievance. Sha sha sha. Yeah, I mean, it's just as far as online concerts go, I've come to realize that Twice is a group that feeds heavily off of the energy of their fans. I've noticed that more and more, <laughs> more and more, uh, as they go through... Damn, uh, I don't have a sound clip for that <laughs> shit. <laughs> as, as they've done more and more performances throughout this year, I've come to realize as they you know progressively go through all of these uh, events and shows that... They are really a group that is heavily reliant on the energy from their fans. And, um, you know, watching the music shows, watching the online concert. Their online concert was a really big disappointment for me. After coming from 2019's Twice Lights concert, which I felt was the my favorite concert of 2019 to have their 2020 concert. I don't even remember what it was called. Uh, Twice, twice, uh, twice in a day or something like that it was just extremely disappointing it was like very it felt very low energy no you know obviously Jung Yun being injured had um had a part in that them not even doing an encore which was was really strange 
some of the, the a lot of the effects were, were pretty interesting uh, some of them weren't but um it was just overall it didn't feel like a, a fun concert to watch it's not really a big disappointment it's just that i had expected so much coming off of 2019's twice lights concert and uh, to watch that show it's by far the worst concert by far the worst online concert that i've watched this year and i've watched a lot of them damn twice you gotta step your game up no like i like i said it's not i th- I think it's just because they're a group that really feeds strongly off of the energy of their fans and onces are onces are w- one of the better fan groups in my opinion as far as being fans go obviously every every large fan group is gonna have its toxic fans but um i feel like onces are on the on the better end of that and you know not having the fan chants or the cheering and i just feel like the girls have much lower energy when they're doing their performances especially sana <laughs> i think sana is fine it's uh you know some of the other girls i know i know sana's just fine but i just need an excuse to play them. But yeah, that's uh, if I ha- if I had to pick one thing, that's the only thing that really stuck out to me in my mind. You're making me want to watch this concert after we're done. I know, it's, me too. It, it's a perfectly acceptable concert if you don't want an encore. <laughs> but I do want an encore. That how can you not have an encore? That's uh, that's if, a if staple. If you want, if you want average to slightly above average performances with no encore. How dare you on this sauna day, on this day of sauna that you... I bought so much merch from that concert too. (laughs) And it was just like, oh, oh, I feel pretty disappointed that the show itself wasn't that great. But the merch, the merch is cool. Did they have a a twice trash can for purchase? No, the the chewy trash can. No. Oh man, those those things. And even if they did, it would sell out so fast. Those those, it's ridiculous. All right, Alan, what do you got to complain about? Okay, my biggest gripe would be if you apply for a company and they make you fill out or they make you do these personality or I don't know the name of them, but these assessment tests or these personality tests that take 30 or 45 minutes because there are 100 freaking questions on it and you get ghosted by them. I hate y'all. That, that's like a, a waste of my time. And I, I I fear that every time that I apply for a company that I get a link back. Oh, can you please fill out this assessment test for me? And it's got 5,000 questions on, on what I would do if, in certain situations that I, don't, that I don't know if I should answer truthfully or answer what they would like to hear. And then even then, it's like 30 minutes out of my time. And I'm like, fuck, I can't believe I fill this out and then get n- hear nothing from them. If your colleague was running 30 minutes late for a project that you had to work on together, how would you feel? Yeah, it's, it's stupid questions like that. Hey, if you did all the work for a project and everybody else in your group didn't, how would you feel? I, I feel pissed. Of course I feel pissed. And then, and and then this, like 20 questions later, they ask the same question, but in a, in a different way. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what the hell? Like, and that was half, That was maybe not half, but it was a lot of applications that I did that had a, an assessment test afterwards. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Okay, I'll do it 
while I'm taking a shit on the toilet or something like that. But I'm like, this is this is stupid. How about you actually talk to me and and get to know me, uh, Zoom me or whatnot, get on FaceTime or whatnot, and uh, <clears throat> ask me questions like a real person. That that that's one thing. The other thing would be uh, I've not gotten a haircut since March. And I love my long hair. Believe me, I love having long hair. However, I get tangles when I comb it and brush it. I don't know how people deal with it. It bothers me to hell. So I'm stuck. I'm stuck combing my hair for like five minutes or brushing my hair for five minutes. I'm like, oh, I love my long hair. What the hell? And then (laughs) I just can't deal with hair tangles, tangled hair. You're a grievance to me this year. You've been pissing me off. I don't know why. I still love long hair. Damn you, long hair! <laughs> uh, you have that uh, Filipino oh. Tito look going on. Right? I know, right? I know. I, I had a great group of people that would call me Kuya that were not really related to me through the years, and now I have the 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 Tito Tito Ray Tito Ray look. I'm like, oh great! I guess I'm getting getting there. So okay, I got quite a few. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, other than like the press release thing I mentioned earlier, uh, yeah, please, Japanese companies, learn how to learn how to proofread your English. Don't don't make me spend another hour fixing your English, especially when it's incredibly horribly bad. It just takes up so much time. Also, send actual pictures with your stupid press releases, please. <laughs> I don't want to Google search pictures that are unrelated to your topic. Oh, such a pain in the ass. Right? Um, we we get a lot of press le- releases without pictures, huh? Oh yeah, we get we get a lot. It's terrible. Not even but, not even uh, like a teaser photo or anything like that. That that sucks. Specific specifically for certain events that that will not be named, they'd never send any pictures, and their press releases are very vague and short. So it's a lot of uh, a lot of fluff that I can't really post in a normal article, nor can I do it on Twitter. Type that. So in I our just chat. do every. I just do, I just do a retweet. Type that in our chat. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll type it in the chat. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, anyway, I still watch wrestling for some reason, but I cannot watch WWE anymore. Thank you. Um, the pro- the product is so watered down and boring that it's unwatchable. It's the same feuds every single time. They they basically kill the life out of any hot feud right away. Or anyone who gets hot on their own, they get immediately sent down or fired. Yeah, WWE, I thought with all this extra downtime, I'd be watching more wrestling. And I've not watched anything WWE. It's all AEW right now. So I, I, I feel you on that one. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. That's right. RIP Brody Lee. The other one I'm really, I was pissed off about uh, since September. Uh, fuck all of you scalpers, scammers, and bots for making it impossible to get a PS5 or an Xbox. Fuck you. <laughs> yes, it, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, I, I've basically given up on trying to get a, a next generation console until it gets into a store. And hopefully by then all the bugs are fixed and I get one that actually works. I unfortunately... I, I Well, I wouldn't say unfortunately because it did pay it off, but I do have both next gen consoles, but I had to, like, be on Best Buy's website for two hours of my life to to score both of them. So it is a pain in the ass, and you see stories about all these scalpers and how 
Walmart had to deny like 50 million bots and things like that. I'm like, God damn, you guys suck. The good thing is you can see them. You can see some of the people like during the holidays, people getting them as presents and stuff. And it's been good. Hopefully they didn't buy them from scalpers. So I hope they've been, they got them from legit places other than scalpers, but yeah, scalpers suck, man. You have to follow certain Discord feeds or certain Twitter feeds for being cues to get in, and it's been crazy. I know this morning, some people were hoping for a drop at Target, and it never happened, and people were upset. Fuck. I feel bad for all those people that stayed up, uh, or that woke up at like four in the morning ready to go give them money. Sucks. Yeah, it totally sucks, but... Make sure that you don't buy from a scalper. You know, let them sit on their inventory and, and rot on it. Please and don't buy from a scalper. Go, yeah. Go to a store when it's available. Scalping is actually a really big problem in um, the K-pop concert community, actually. Especially for large concerts like BTS or Twice or Blackpink. I remember last year um, for Blackpink's concert, they had a show in Newark, New Jersey, it was a stadium, it was a Prudential Center, which is a basketball stadium, basketball arena. And the capacity of that arena is, I believe, about fifteen to 20,000 people. Obviously, with such a large stadium, I imagine that it won't be that difficult to get tickets. But the concert organizers had set a ticket limit of 10 tickets, even for VIP tickets. All the VIP tickets were purchased like within uh, 15, 15 minutes or something. 15 to 30 minutes of the ticket sales being open. And then I remember uh, they announced a second a second day of the concert for the Blackpink concert. And it was just so funny because like these scalpers had purchased these tickets. They were like $500 tickets, if I remember correctly. They had purchased these tickets for $500. Um, they were selling it on the, you know, the stub hubs and stuff like that. Um, for seven hundred, eight hundred dollars, and as soon as the the second night's concert got announced, <laughs> all of these prices dropped to like two hundred, three hundred dollars. These scalpers lost so much money uh, from that Blackpink concert. And it's just like one of those things. Like it's really frustrating as a K-pop fan going to concerts and having to fight with these scalpers uh, purchasing tickets. Um, so I can definitely feel you on the. <laughs> The PS5 uh, slash Xbox scalper debacle. It's actually the same thing has been going on with the uh, the PC community with the the, the G forces and the Radeon the GPUs cards. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's definitely a problem that exists uh, everywhere, right? So that's at least that's one thing that I didn't have to deal with this year with the uh, not having concerts in person. Oh, I have yep. I have another grievance. Go ahead. I have a grievance with myself for not going to see Everglow in Dallas when I could have. That would have been my last concert of the year, and I'm like, fuck, I wish I got to see Everglow uh, live. Happy year on day. Yay. It's her birthday, too. Everglow forever. Let's go. <laughs> that, that was actually the last concert that I saw live, and we were like really questioning if it was still going to happen because actually the the follow the LA show which was right after the New Jersey show uh got canceled. So we that was actually the last concert that I saw and it was the last show that Everglow did before they went back to Korea and actually their staff ended up getting uh the coronavirus and 
Good job, New York. I my, I find it mildly humorous that after doing a tour in America for the month of March, when you know things were really all up in the air and who, no one knew who had it and. Uh, no one was doing, you know, protection as far as masks were concerned. The the show itself, there obviously there had people wearing masks, and we had, you know, for the meet the the high touch and the photos, we had masks and hand sanitizer and stuff like that. But it was it was a really questionable time. I I was almost I felt like I had an eighty percent chance of getting the coronavirus attending that show because <laughs> uh, because of the just the timing of it. The timing of it was it was. It felt like a very high risk thing to attend, but I attended it anyway, and I got my photo with them, and it was a really great show, and I'm super happy that I did it. You you gave Xi'an you gave Xi'an the COVID, didn't you? So they 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 did the whole U.S. tour in March. Not a single <laughs> member got the coronavirus, and then some random boy group member gets it a month ago, and and then Iran and uh, Shihan get the coronavirus. I I don't know if it was related to through that, like through a, a a music show that they went to, or if it was through something else. But it was just I find it. That's what I was gonna say. I was like I find it mildly humorous that they did the entire concert tour in March. Not a single member got the uh, coronavirus when it was like really high risk at that time. And then now when everyone knows about it, everyone's masking up and everyone's taking precautions. That suddenly it's running rampant throughout the uh, the Korean entertainment industry. So yeah, just crazy. Just want to say, Mia, please don't catch the COVID Everglow. Did you, did you, did you change your bias again? Was that? <laughs> did you change your bias again? I perhaps maybe with the last comeback, but anyways, Boo. I'm I'm upset that I never got to see Everglow. So it was a great show. All right. Uh, one last grievance for me, and it is in related oh to K-pop. Damn you, SM Entertainment, for giving Espa a terrible concept in a worst debut song. Did it? <laughs> Didn't the Thank God, I'm not know. the only one alone on that. Black uh, Mamba, baby, this, Black we, Mamba. Is this where we talk about Espa? You you may mouth off on Espa as you feel fit. Okay, I am. <laughs> I I appreciate that SME is always at the forefront of innovation. But, however, <laughs> the implementation of Espa's uh, virtual characters, or whatever they call them, is so cringe. And the lyrics of Black Mamba are also very cringe. I actually like, I actually like the melody and how the song flows, but... The lyrics are so cringe whenever I hear that song. Like, I like the dance. The members are great. Like, I really like Karina. She's, like, super pretty. Yes, Karina number one. But, but man, the lyrics. Every time I listen to Black, Black Mamba's lyrics, I just, like, cringe inside. Like, oh, my gosh. Well, how, how could they have decided on... You know, like, if you think back to, like, Red Velvet's debut songs... um. I guess it was happiness, right? Or some some people might consider ice cream cake. Both both of those were amazing songs. And then you look at Espa's <laughs> Espa's Black Mamba. Like even if you go all the way back to Son Yoshide, um, was it Into the New World was their debut song, or I I think it was right. So Into the New World is like a classic girl group song. Like everyone knows that song. People every 
aspiring idol girl group member knows that song and knows the dance of that song. You go back all the way to like SES. All these debut songs are amazing. And then you go to Espa. <laughs> and then it's just like, wow, what is this trash? But at Thank least the, the, the vision. At least the visuals, the visuals are good, and if you don't pay attention to the lyrics, I think the song is not bad. So watch it on mute is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, but you lose a lot of the entertainment value there. But but I, I, I oh, have that's high what, hopes. That's what you think, but there's entertainment value there. <laughs> I, I, I have high hopes for the group, though. Um, I, yeah. I was let down by the hype of Espa, so I thought I was going to be... I was like, oh, Black Mamba, like Kobe. This is going to be great. Awesome. And they have virtual avatars. Okay, this this is cool. And then I just, it just kind of didn't click with me, I guess. Karina is very pretty. Like, Karina, like, I thought I'd be uh, liking one of the other members, but Karina, like, sold the show, and I was like, fuck, she's pretty. So I like Karina, but I haven't dipped into Espa since the debut, and I was like, there's really nothing for me to like on here. And I was like, I was really let down. I was really let down on it. I know there's some people that are, that love it. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's nice. But there's always going to be people that love something, right? So like a lot of people love uh, the, that Blackpink song, Kill This Love. And I thought it was mediocre at best, but what can you do? I, I have complete faith that they will release good music in the future. And they will also look amazing in the future as well. Well, they they have other chances. They're on SM, so it's not like they're gonna go away and. And it wasn't. It wasn't song. the worst song. It's not like uh, it's not like a gang or uh, <laughs> or uh, I don't know, like a bop peep bop peep kind of a song. You know, it's 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 not terrible. It's just cringe. It's just very cringe. Like cringe isn't isn't horrible. It's just cringe. Oh well. Uh well, I I hope that in the future, Espa has something better up their sleeves. But we'll find out next year. Uh, let's move on away from the uh, the negative. We've been talking a lot of negative things, and we're going to talk about what we liked this year. So this is basically reviewing just about anything and everything we could think of that we liked in 2020. So we're going to start with music. Ping, what did you like in 2020? Obviously, I listen to a lot of Korean music, and uh, I'm very uh in tune with the korean entertainment industry so i have a lot to talk about but i'm gonna try to limit it uh to just a few uh things that really stood out for me firstly as a as far as groups go i really felt that this year was g friends year yoja chingu so a lot they're not like hugely popular amongst international fans but G-Friend this year, after Source Music, which is their label, their entertainment label, was acquired by Big Hit Entertainment, which is the entertainment label of uh, Bangtan Sonyeondan, or BTS, um, I feel like their budget has increased so much, and the content that G-Friend has been delivering this year has been ridiculously good and off the charts, like on another level. Like, they are doing a reality show called Memoria on YouTube and on Weverse, where um, obviously it's just a reality show, but they have been consistently producing good content since the beginning of the year. Like they're already season one, two, three. I think they're on like their fifth season now. They're doing like, they just finished, I think the fourth season and they're doing the new year Memoria coming up, coming soon. So 
like the amount of G Friend content, not not just their the content that they've been producing, but also the music that they've released has been extremely good this year too. Like um, their their release in the summertime, which was Apple. Is actually, I think, one of my favorite G Friend songs that they've ever released. I think it could be the best G Friend song that they've ever done, um, which is saying a lot because they have a lot of great hits like Megustas 2 and um, Bam or uh, Time for the Moonlight, I think it's called in English. Um, hey, yeah, or I think it's called Sunrise, Sunrise in English, maybe. Um, and they have just a ton of, ton of really like classic hits, but I think Apple could be one of the best songs that they've ever released and that they've released it this year. And I think after being taken over by Big Hit Entertainment, I, I'm really expecting a lot for them in the future. And I'm a little worried because their contracts are ending soon. I'm hoping that they will continue as a group after the dreaded uh, seven years. Um, but yeah, G-Friend has been a really standout artist for me this year. As far as albums go... There's been a lot of good albums this year uh, and a lot of good mini albums. So there's so many albums that I really enjoyed that I, I can't really um, go through each and every one individually, at least on this show, and talk about like why I liked it and why I think it's good. But there's one album that I know that um, Alan wasn't really a fan of, but I thought that this was surprisingly or maybe not so surprisingly really good was um, Luna's Midnight Festival, or I think it's um, also called like 12 O'Clock or something. That album for me has been on regular repeat since it came out and i just enjoy every single song on that album like luna has always been known for having good b-sides but the entirety of the midnight festival album has been so enjoyable for me that whether it's like on a regular listen or just having it play in the background or um while i'm driving like I never get tired of listening to it, so I just really like Luna's Midnight Festival. As far as rookies go, obviously everyone talks about Weekly. But I know you know people have been talking about Weekly this, Weekly that. Like definitely, they're well deserved rookies of the year. They, I think they have like six rookie of the year awards already, maybe more. And I'm sure uh, every other future female rookie of the year award is going to go to them. That's coming up, but. Um, and I've, I'm definitely a fan of Weekly. I've followed all their content and, and stuff like that. Uh, 1DK, they come out with a lot of content. But uh, one of the groups that really caught my attention, there's actually two of them. A lot of people are fans of Secret Number. And when they first debuted... Yes, I, I Secret interested. Number. Yes, Secret Number. When yes. they first debuted, I was uh, actually interested in them. But uh, as time has gone on... Their fan base has really graded on me. Last uh, release, I did not really enjoy. Their fan base has been grading. So I'm not really a fan of Secret Number much at all. Actually, I think the the second and third best girl group, rookie girl groups this year, in my opinion, have been Stacy and Lunar Solar. And I think... Ooh, Lunar I, Solar, I like yeah! I like, I like I love them. I think Lunar Solar's members are ridiculously talented. They're so good. If you go to their their channel, I don't know if I don't think it's called Lunar Solar. I think it's under their entertainment label, which is I believe J Planet Entertainment. Their channel is full of good like um, like really good content between the members, like dance practices, covers, things like that. Um just them talking. Um but not only that, 
every appearance that they've made, if there is one thing that I would use to sell Lunar Solar to somebody who is not really aware of them, they made an appearance on Yuhiel's sketchbook, which is a music talk show, a really popular music talk show in Korea. Their appearance on that show was mind-blowing. How could, how could anyone who watches that not become a fan of theirs? Um, so definitely Lunar Solar, I'm a really big fan of. And then Stacy, which is the Black Eyed Pilsung group that debuted uh, last month. Also really well done. Like they released their song around the same time as Espa. And then it's like night and day, the difference in quality between the two groups as far as the music goes. Like Espa's Black Mambo was hella cringe. And then Stacy's uh, So Bad was like, I think it's the best rookie girl group song this year. It was amazing. It's such a well-made song. And the way that the girls perform it, the way that the girls perform it is just, they performed it as veterans. They didn't sound like rookies performing that song. Definitely Stacy, Lunar Solar, and uh, Weekly. Those are, in my opinion, the top three rookie girl groups for this year. Um, I could go into boy groups, but I, I'm not sure if you guys are interested in that. So <laughs> uh, as far as boy group songs, like as far as songs in general, like one of the songs that really stood out for me this year and I think it's like one of the best songs of the year that I think it's a little bit downplayed how good it was is Stray Kids God's Menu or Shin Menu. Uh, I don't know if you guys have listened to that song. I like Stray uh, Kids. But have you listened to uh, Shin Menu or God's Menu? I believe I have. Um, probably. I mean, you might have you might have heard it in passing or, you know, maybe you watched the music video or something like that. Maybe heard it from somewhere else. But that song... In my opinion, it's actually like um, it's it's a really well-made song, like borderline masterpiece of a K-pop song. Like the way that it was produced and the way that the lyrics are written, it's so clever. And then the music video is also extremely well done. Stray Kids God Menu is like one of my favorite songs of this year, especially as far as boy groups go. It's probably it could be the top two or top three. And then BTS uh, Life Goes On, the song that they just released. Uh, relatively recently like i thought when they came out with dynamite i thought it was like how are they gonna top this but then they came out with life goes on and i was like this is why bts is nominated for a grammy like this is why they're the number one k-pop group this is why they are a number one group actually they're they're number one on the billboard right so crazy how korean music has progressed since, you know, over the 20 plus years that I've been listening to it, you know, now we're here. BTS is nominated for a Grammy and their latest release is just like amazing. I really love it. And then lastly, the one I wanted to talk about was because there's a lot of news about GOT7 uh, potentially disbanding. Their latest release or actually it could have been a pre-release. It's called uh, Breathe. Um, I really love that song as well too. So, I mean, I can I can go on and on, but uh, I'm just gonna leave it there for uh, the music. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, that's a sorry. Lot. That's a lot to absorb, but I I do agree with uh, quite a few of your your. Yeah, and I I mean I have a ton more, but uh, for the sake of time, just uh, trying to keep it trying to keep it short. Uh, Alan, music. What's up for me? Uh, one one single that stuck out probably the most for me was. Zico's any song mm. I can just get up and dance to that song no matter what it's always get gets me in a good mood 
I I love that song. Did you do the challenge? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, as far as uh, groups go, this year for me was a big Mamamoo year. And I know Mamamoo's been around forever, but they really like stole the show when I saw them live at, at KCON, even though there was only three of them. But this year, they, they put out singles that I love to get up and dance to. It was just it always put, put me in a good mood. Hwasa's album was very good to listen to as well. It's always in my rotation. So, God, Dinga, I can't, I cannot get enough of Dinga. It's, uh, it's in my workout playlist. I love that song to, uh, to death. Moonbule, oh, yeah. I, I love you. I, I, I don't know why, but very I think you're opinions. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I love that song. Their songs are like in my wheelhouse. Great R&B, easy to listen songs that I don't need to be like blown away 5,000 times like other groups are. I just need something good to listen to and something chill to listen to. Mamamoo's always been in my rotation every time. I love them a lot. Me as a Flover has finally got their From Us single for the year. So Feel Good came at a great time for me where I was just at my happiest throughout the year and I was like, oh promise is back. This is great. And then my favorite in the group Soyeon was hurt and I couldn't see her. And I was like, fuck, this sucks. But now she's all good and everything. This is great. They if you are a Flover, if you are a fan of Promise, they have content out the wazoo this year. So even with all the scandal stuff, they have been putting out content regularly almost an overload even this past christmas there's a lot of overload content i have been uh doing my part as a flover to finally watch all their stuff hopefully i did a my first group order uh was a signed uh promise single for my little society so still haven't got it yet so i'm hoping it'll come soon and probably one that stuck with me Boa has always put out great content at the end of the year. I I can't hate her. I usually love everything that she puts out. I like better. I like L-O-V-E, uh, Honey and Diamonds. I, I just like everything that she's been putting out. So boy groups, I didn't do much about boy groups. BTS, of course, has been killing it. Dynamite, I hear everywhere. I'm kind of over Dynamite, but uh, Seventeen... I fucking love left and right. I will dance left and right no matter what. So screw all y'all that ha- that hate left and right. I love left and right. So when you hear dynamite, are you are you talking about like on the radio? Even freaking commercials. Uh, commercials. Oh, TV commercials. Yeah, there's I like hear- a Samsung commercial with dynamite as the background. There's car commercials with dynamite and things like that. So I hear I hear that a lot. As far as new groups, I'm on the weekly bandwagon. Tag Me was great. I am on the Lunar Solar bandwagon. And that was very random, right? I was watching a Twitch stream. Uh, I was watching music show, I think. <laughs> Not through a Twitch stream. I was watching music show, uh, hoping for uh, From Us Nine to show up. And I was just kind of casually watching the show. And Lunar Solar, their song just kind of hit me right. And I was like, I like this group uh oh yeah 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 was like it stuck with me and it felt it felt like one of those random things was like okay i gotta throw up the shazam and find out who's singing what 
and it instantly added to my playlist and I was like, all right, it's in my rotation. So Ping, when you said Lunar Solar, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. I know earlier in the year, Dreamcatcher did really good. Everglow, I still, Lottie Da, I love Lottie Da, so. It's a great song. Bia, you're amazing. Uh, anyways, uh, but otherwise, Twice has been okay. I, I like Twice's stuff lately. Uh, Lovelies, Obliv- Ob- Oblivite. <laughs> First, that's the one thing I can remember from their stuff. But oh yeah, the Korean pronunciation. Oblivite, but Obliviate. And then, uh, I, if I'm going through my most listened songs, I guess I was yearning for Red Velvet content, and Irene and Silgi came in at the right time. Uh, during the summer, that was heavily in my rotation. What about you, Greg? Uh, I got a mix of Japanese, Korean, and English stuff, pretty much. For albums, Chanmina. So mm. she's got uh, double EP, Notebook Me and Notebook You. That was really, really good. I think I introduced Ping to that one day <laughs> during yep. work. Yep. But uh, yeah, she's got uh, some really sweet stuff there. Uh, artist called Iri. Uh, album Sparkle. I don't know if the person who actually is singing this is a man or a woman. I still haven't figured it out. The person in the video is a woman, but I don't think the person singing is a woman. Are you a but boy or a girl? <laughs> exactly. Uh, the weekend after hours mm. that was really, yeah, really awesome. Sure. The next two albums also follow the same idea: uh, Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia, and uh, Kylie Minogue Disco. So they're all throwback albums, uh, all to different eras, but they're they're all really good. Uh, Eyes One Blooms, I still like it, even though it took forever to get that fucking signed album. <laughs> but uh, I still like that album over any of the other Eyes One's albums. Yeah, as far as what uh, consistency yeah for for mm. musical consistency i like it thematically it's it's pretty pretty solid even though uh you know some people don't like fiesta but you know it's all right g idol i trust that was some kick-ass shit can't wait for the new album coming out next next year i burn i think is the one that's coming out next year yeah it's just a few weeks away uh twice eyes wide open that's the first time i've ever actually fully listened to a twice album Again, that's kind of in the same vein as The Weeknd and Dua Lipa and Kylie. Or the same type of music. So you probably notice a bit of a theme there. Uh, and Red Velvet, Irene, and Sul Gi. Uh, I like that monster. The whole album was pretty awesome. Really happy with that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that uh, I, I still don't know how Irene does that uh, bendy choreography at all. So <laughs> that, that that would break my back if I tried that. Broke hers almost. Yep. Uh for singles, uh official Hige Dandism, I love. Uh I can't get enough of that song. Uh I know there's not a, probably not a lot of people actually listen to uh J pop outside of idols in our I guess in our listener base, but give that a go. Uh Chung Ha Stay Tonight, I liked. Although that song is incredibly hard to remix if you don't get a perfect acapella, but I tried. <laughs> IU8. I think it's the first time I've ever full, listened to an IU song in full as well. <laughs> yeah, because wow. uh, missing out. I, yeah, I got a whole discography to go through now. Yeah, I didn't really get into IU until I watched uh, Hotel de Luna. So that was after eight came out. Great for drama. Me. Yeah. Uh, Secret number. Who dis? I like that song. I hate their new single. It's terrible. Hey. We agree. Uh, Yukika. This is something you guys keep mentioning, so I just listen to it over and over. Soul Lady. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's a nice throwback sound. Uh, BTS Dynamite. Yeah, we mentioned that. Uh, JYP, I know we bag on JYP a lot, (laughs) but When We Disco is a good song to me. Hey, I like that song too. I love JYP. Uh, Weekly, tag me. I'm joining you guys in that uh, that bus. Um, Sekai no Owari. Um, Over, which is uh, probably not a song that a lot of people have actually outside of our regular listener group have actually listened to, but give that a shot on iTunes. I think they're known as End of the World on iTunes in America. And uh, lastly, Oh My Girl, Dolphin. I love that song. Yeah, I love that song so much. And uh, I do remember watching a variety show with Jesse and yeah, they made her dance to that. Yeah, it's hilarious. Variety show. Yeah, but uh, I yeah, also, we yeah. passed the airing of grievances already. But how bad is it that the Grammys snubbed the weekend? Oh, that's total bullshit. But I think everyone, uh, everyone with common sense, knows that the Grammys are it's ridiculous. It's all, it's unbelievably ridiculous that the weekend didn't get nominated for anything when he influenced. He pretty much and solely influenced the entire K-pop industry by himself and the world with his album. Exactly. And he didn't even get nominated. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's yeah. Just have to read them out, right? <laughs> yeah. But I did see a thing on YouTube where one guy was actually talking about how the Grammys are completely rigged. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, right. Anyway, let's move on to our favorite movies and TV shows. Guys, did you watch anything at all during this uh, weird year? I did. Uh, it was usually just to fill time or put in, in the background while I was doing other things. The one, I guess, TV show that I can remember, it was a it was a K-drama called It's Okay to Not Be Okay. I fell in love with all the actors and the actresses on that show, and I just could not... I couldn't pull away from it. I'm I'm in my second viewing of it. I never watch TV shows like twice, like two times, especially dramas. But uh, I'm in the middle of my second viewing, and it, it's I've already posted why I like it a lot. I just like the depiction of like uh, mentally ill people and how they uh, the the stuff that they go through, and I just love the uh, so Eugene, I think is her name. I I, I just she's beautiful as fuck oh my god she's crazy in the show so i just i just love her so there's a little flover connection because john geary is uh she has a uh small role in it uh but i i ended up liking that show so much that i was i couldn't wait for the two episodes every weekend enough for me to join like the k-drama subreddit and see what the conspiracy theories are and see what people ha- uh, people thought about who could be who and what could happen. I, I just fell in love with that drama. Uh, as far as movies go, I have a uh, recency bias. I just watched uh, Soul during Christmas and I love Soul. Soul is a Pixar movie and I've always been a big Pixar fan. I just love the detail that they went through to put uh, people of color on the screen they show different shades and things like that. So you could see how much detail that the Pixar animators went through to capture the characters in the show. It did get a little existential when they go to the other world and whatnot, but I enjoyed it so much that it had some thought provoking 
feelings at the end of the movie for me that I was like, oh, wow, way to hit me on Christmas there. <laughs> so Soul really did, did well for me and a lot of my friends uh, during Christmas. What about you guys? Yeah, so um, I didn't really watch a lot of movies this year, which is kind of strange because I'm I'm known to be somebody who watches a lot of movies, especially I had like the AMC movie pass. I would watch like multiple movies a week. But obviously with the coronavirus situation, you know, movie theaters are not a thing to go. It's not a place you can go to. Right. So uh, I didn't really watch a lot of movies um, at home. Uh, but I did watch some Korean dramas, and a couple that really stood out to me were um, Hospital Playlist and Extracurricular. You can find both of those on Netflix. And um, I just really love how, well, first of, the, first of all, um, Hospital Playlist is like such a well-done show in all aspects as far as um, the storytelling, music you know, the implementation of the music and the writing of the characters and their friendships and romances. Uh, it's just overall such a well-done show and it was really successful in Korea as well. It's actually should be, I believe it's getting a second season, which ho- hopefully we'll be seeing next year. And uh, I can't recommend that show enough. Once again, Hospital Playlist. Uh, my favorite actor is in that show, Jo Jung-suk. The rest of the actors and actresses are amazing in that show as well, so highly recommend that. And then Extracurricular um, really made a lot of waves this year for being that uh, dark, gritty Korean drama that didn't really exist on um, television. Uh, It was a Netflix original, and it was such a well-done show that really the, the, the topics that they covered as far as, like, crime prostitution the way that they handled that entire series was so well done highly recommend that as far as like i, w- I want to talk about this a little bit um because i'm i'm currently watching it uh, it's called uh, it's a show called startup with uh bay suzy who was formerly of miss a and um it's been getting a lot of a lot of people are talking about it so it's been it's been getting a lot of um man i can't think of the word buzz <laughs> I, I guess it's been, buzz, yeah, it's been getting yeah. a lot of buzz yeah definitely it's been getting a lot of buzz that um you know the concept of the show is very well done and the the camera work the director of photography and the uh is just like amazing all the lighting and the color grading in that show is ridiculous it's so good um the way they shoot the scenes it's amazing but I just really can't stand the way that they wrote the characters in that show. So I, I did want to mention it because I do think as far as the, the the media that I have watched this year, as far as like TV shows and movies go, I think I think Startup has the best cinematography. Visually, it's just the most appealing show that I've I've watched this year. It's just I, I really can't stand the writing. But I do recommend, you know, obviously uh, there's people that enjoy it. I do recommend checking that out if you if you have a chance. It's also on Netflix, actually. So that's it. That's it for me. Then my cue. I need to I need to get to episode two. <laughs> I'm just like I'm over halfway through the show and I just can't stand some of the characters. It's like they're just written so poorly, in my that's, opinion, my personal opinion. That's how I felt about Record of Youth. If there is a show that I like two thirds of, that would be it. 
And I'm like, the last third, I just like, what the fuck is going on? What? No one acts like this. And I just, yeah, I was that's exactly, like, that's exactly how it is. It just fell off. And I was like, very unhappy at the ending. I was like, oh no, I really wanted to like all of it. But sorry, Record of Youth, you had a lot of hype going on with me and then kind of fell off at the last part. So for me, a lot of what I watched is actually older material, like Hotel de Luna. I I watched the entire series. Great show. Uh, it, it made me like IU. I never liked IU before, but strange. it made me like IU. <laughs> You're strange. Um, How well, dare you? She's I don't amazing. really like a lot of. Uh, I don't like a lot of female soloists to begin with. So uh, IU is actress. How dare you get off this podcast right now? <laughs> But IU is a great actress and made me interested in her music. So I, yeah, I think I mentioned to Ping a while back that I downloaded her entire discography. Right. After that. So I'm slowly going through it trying to learn more about IU. So I'll get on the I'll get on the train eventually. Feel free to ask um, any questions. <laughs> will do. Uh for stuff that's more recent, uh I did catch up on The Mandalorian or as it's known, the Baby Yoda show. I did catch up on both seasons. The the last uh, the ending sequence of the last episode of the recent season was pretty uh, I predictable. Seen it, so. <laughs> I guess for most people, it was pretty predictable. I, I, if for those who haven't seen it, I only watched up to like episode four on the first season. I kind of other things took over. If you follow the rest, follow through the, to the rest of the second season. Who they're talking about throughout the entire series uh, make, is, makes total sense. Uh, the other one I watched was a show on Apple TV Plus that I don't... I normally don't use that service. I, I still have it for free until February, apparently. So I, I'm trying to use it. And uh, there was a show called Ted Lasso, which apparently is a spinoff of a, yes. a character on, uh, on uh, NBC that was covering soccer games as a joke. So... <laughs> Uh, to see them actually like put that character in a in a real show that that show is actually uh, very heartwarming. It's kind of goofy, so it, it might not be for everyone, but I enjoyed it a lot. I think I have one month left. Maybe I should finally catch up on it. Yeah, it's only ten episodes, maybe like forty five minutes long. It shouldn't take you more than a couple hours, and, and it's really it's really engaging. So once you start watching it, you just want to keep going to see what's going on. So I highly recommend that. Other than that, uh, I did watch... Uh, I finally got to watch Mulan for free because I wasn't going to pay 30 bucks for it. Uh, live action Mulan was okay. I thought we were talking about good movies here. I just wanted to mention that just because I didn't really watch a lot, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and uh, like Alan, I watched Soul recently, so I have recency bias as well. I like that movie. But that's it. Uh, other than that, uh, anyone else... Have anything to mention before we move on to online concerts? I watched okay. a, I, I, I watched a lot of like comedy shows, like a lot of Dave Chappelle. Uh, oh, that's all old stuff too, right? Well, not really. Or did he's you a- watch like the recent ones where he's talking about like he's talking in in the park? Oh yeah, the one that you're- yeah. yeah. The, he has a lot of recent ones. Uh, Kevin Hart has uh, has a new one that I have yet to watch, but. I I went through like a Dave Chappelle marathon one weekend and it was the dude is like a prophet. He 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 knows what he's talking. All right. So if no one else has any uh TV shows or movies they've been watching, let's move on to online concerts. 
Uh, Ping, I know that you've watched probably more than Alan and I combined. So what were your favorite online concerts? Yeah, so um, I think number one for me is still the Eyes One concert. And um, uh, still probably out of all the concerts that I've watched this year, which is definitely a lot, Eyes One is still probably takes the cake for me. Um, Number two would be Oh My Girl. Um, Oh My Girl, I'm really happy that they blew up this year as far as at least on the Korean side. Internationally, I still feel that they get disrespected a lot. Um, but Oh My Girl, it's, they're considered a top girl group now in Korea. And their concert was just really well done uh, as far as online concerts go. Um, very good energy. The recorded segments were hilarious and very well done. Just like extremely enjoyable. They had an encore. So, I mean, they already ticked that box. And um, yeah, Oh My Girl's concert definitely my second favorite concert of this year. And then third, it's actually the G-Idol concert. I really love the G-Idol concert still. You know, there's they had the technical difficulties, which kind of, you know, put a downer on that concert for me. And I'm sure most other people probably would have been my second favorite concert if it wasn't for that. But the, the energy in the G-Idol concert was just very good it was very good energy at least in my opinion i i actually saw people saying that they felt that they didn't have good energy but uh, i really enjoyed the concert i enjoyed all the special stages that they put together the unit stages were amazing the solo stages were amazing um the encore was amazing everything about that show itself was really well done in my opinion and they just had those technical difficulties which kind of ruined um you know it really put a downer at the end of the show um, and during some parts of the middle of the show. But yeah, I mean, some of the other kind of honorable mentions um, as far as online concerts go, the Luna concert was pretty good. The Lovelies concert was pretty good. The ones that would really be like fourth and fifth for me would be the G-Friend concert and the, which one was it? Oh, it just, it was in my head and then it, it, it just disappeared. All right, I'm I'm trying to re- 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 remember. Oh, the the Dreamcatcher, the Dreamcatcher concert with the live band, which was actually their second online concert um, this year. So I watched both of them, but the second one was amazing. So that would probably be number four, and then the G Friend concert would be number five. Those two concerts were really well done. Um, but yeah, I, I watched a lot of online concerts this year. Uh, definitely, there were some good ones, and then there were some bad ones, like the uh, the Twice one. How about you, uh, Alan? The only there's only one concert that I watched, and which which was the Eyes One Oniric Theater concert. For me, that that's like peak Eyes One. There, I think, I think it's all downhill from now, but uh, <laughs> from there, so I still I still find that concert. I still talk about that concert with some friends. So um, I I still think about it. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it was an amazing concert. And now, now that the uh, Blu-ray slash kit versions are coming soon, I believe the pre-order is opening up today. Yeah, it's later today. Tomorrow, yeah, it's it's yeah. now in Korean time, or today in Korean time. Tomorrow for us North American folk. Time to whip out that wallet, Alan. Drain that fund. <sighs> it drain that Korea trip fund even more, I guess. But I, I'm sure my favorite uh, local K-pop shop will will have it. So. Um, I'll be looking to order through them. That way I can enjoy it without any weird uh, online compression or delay or anything like that. I could watch it 
in 4K with my headset on and try to enjoy as much as I can. Their first Blu-ray, their Soul Concert, was really good picture-wise and quality-wise when I watched it, and I, I enjoyed it, so... It looks like they're also uh, including a lot of the behind-the-scenes content as well, so very excited for that. Oh, yeah, and there's something about their music CD that has uh, special recordings on it as well, I think, so uh, that's that's very interesting. I'm, I'm actually excited uh, for the pack-in stuff. I really don't want to get the kit version, but the kit version has some cool... <laughs> has some cool stuff in it as well and i'm like fuck i don't i only need to buy one thing and it has to be the blu-ray forget the kid version but yeah their concert it came at the right time for the wheeze ones out there that was pining for more content they got a lot of content with their with the uh oniric theater concert we didn't have any hiccups or anything it was very smooth sailing for a lot of folks and it it hit the feels it really hit the feels, and now we're, we're coming in the the last couple months here. It, it'll be interesting to see what they what they do with Eyes One uh, coming up. So uh, for me, I think I'm on Eyes One overload at the moment. So once the Blu-ray comes out, I think it'll be a good time to get back in. But yeah, that's that would be my favorite concert of the year. Okay, um, I watched five concerts total, oh, and surprisingly. Oh. My ranking is exactly the same as Ping's. Oh. Eyes One, Oh My Girl, and G Idol are the first three. Hey, high five. Uh, high five yes, to the web. Uh, Eyes One, I- I'm glad the Blu-ray's coming out so I can skip the stupid game show. So, I'm <laughs> for that. <laughs> but but uh, they had this in it. Let me pull it up. No. But they had oh, the... Uh, they had one. I'm looking forward to watching uh, the Death oh. uh, That still is not enough to save a stupid game show. <laughs> Skip. Uh, oh my girl, that was that was a really good concert. I, I was really happy with that. Uh, I was sad that Benny was sitting down for the entire show, but I guess she had some sort of illness or injury. She or was injured, yeah. She idle. Even though they went in the porn mode for a while, I was still pleased <laughs> with the show. Yeah, it was a it was a great concert. It's just technical difficulties suck. That's one and of the, the uh, problems with internet or online concerts. But they handled it properly, right? They didn't panic or anything. They just kind of like fucked around for a bit until they yeah. fixed it, right? So they they did the best given the circumstances that they were provided. Yeah, uh, and uh, the last one is a scandal. Their uh, twenty twenty Kiss from the Darkness tour. Um, the Blu-ray for that is already out. I already picked that one up. Uh, that. They're one of my favorite Japanese groups, so of course I was going to put that in there. And if I had to rank one as last, K-Contact. K-Contact sucked. Um, I would have considered that enough, an uh, online concert, but, but yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't enough musical content for me. I mean, if I was into like putting my face on a wall of other weebs and trying to rip out my dick, then maybe, yeah. But no, it wasn't for but me. You didn't, you didn't watch K-Contact Season 2, right? Uh, no, I couldn't get the time off to watch it, so I, d- yeah. I didn't want to waste uh, the money. Like I mentioned, it's just like night and day, the difference between the quality of performances uh, and production. I was skeptical too, but 
like I did not regret uh, paying for it. It was really good. Yeah, maybe if uh, maybe if I was allowed to take that time off uh, during K Contact Two, you can then, still go. You can still go it. back and watch it. Do I? It's actually better. Pay? Yeah, but it's oh. actually it's actually better to go back and watch it because then you can just skip all the stuff that you don't want to watch. Uh, but anyway, those were the concerts I watched, and that's the only reason why they're my favorite because they're the only things I watched. Uh, let's move on to video games. You guys, play, you guys mentioned that you probably played some games. Alan especially did mention that he played a few games earlier. What games have you been playing over 2020 that you really liked? Um, so actually, I don't really play much. I don't really play many video games these days. I really spend a lot of my time, like I mentioned earlier, trying to learn more photography, videography, stuff like that, and work and whatever. But when I, do, when I did have time to play games, um, I played... A few, but the one that I really enjoyed this year was um, Death Stranding. But I think that might have come out last year. But I think it might—I think it came out on PC recently, like maybe over the summer. So I, I played it, and it's just a really great game. Really love that game through and through. It's just I, I can't think of anything bad about it. Just a great experience. I'm currently playing Cyberpunk. But uh, as many people might be aware, that game is going through some issues as far as bugs and some weird. issues, a lot and of issues. <laughs> but I find it really enjoyable. And although the game itself may not be what people expected, personally, I went into it with no expectations. Like, I didn't even know it was a first person shooter or for a first person game until I actually downloaded it and started it. I think it's fine. I think people just had expectations that were through the roof. And, you know, when the product was released, it was not what it was actually even below what could be considered a standard. But uh, it's very enjoyable surfing through the sub the subreddit and looking at all the bugs and the memes that uh, people are posting. It's really funny. So although it's not a great game, um, I'm enjoying it. And uh, hopefully it gets fixed sometime next year. Uh, other than that, I just play pretty much like phone games, gotcha games, because you can just press one button and then it plays for you. And then you don't really have to do a lot of time investment as far as focus or concentration goes. Playing uh, like Epic 7 is my, the, my gotcha game of choice. But yeah, that's it for me. For me, I avoided that whole cyberpunk debacle i thought that would have been my first cd project red game and i didn't really didn't really know what i was expecting and i thought i would order it but i for some reason i never did i bought other things instead and i'm glad i didn't because that is a shit show and i'm glad i never jumped into it as my first cd project red game but as far as the games that i've been playing um the big one was probably animal crossing Get it got me to pick up and play my Switch for two to three months. Everybody and their mom was playing Animal Crossing. Everybody I knew was playing Animal Crossing. I had to make my island look really badass, and it and people put K-pop albums as their as their paintings on their on their walls. So I had to do the same, and I had to have the best flowers and everything. And I freaking loved Animal Crossing for those months, and then I quit cold turkey. When <laughs> uh, I don't know why I just was like, okay, I'm gonna stop playing Animal Crossing, and I've never gone back since. But I know back in March and April, 
those were big, heavy Animal Crossing months. I'm glad it was there because it kept me in touch with a lot of a lot of friends that were in lockdown. We would have group chats and group FaceTimes and and whatnot. And one of my friends, uh, she got proposed to in her Animal Crossing uh, village with her boyfriend at the time. So. We all were like, we were all so happy and we fell in love. We're like, oh, this is what Animal Crossing's about. We all hold Animal Crossing uh, in our hearts. Uh, for me, my game of the year would probably be Final Fantasy VII Remake. Actually, a huge Final Fantasy fan. Uh, Seven was not near my top ones. I played a hell of a lot of it growing up. Uh, I tried to play it again before the remake came out, but I got distracted. But when Remake came out... They did so many things to honor the hardcore fans. They did so many things to flesh out the characters even more. The music, the recomposed music was so killer. The music probably was the biggest thing for me. It got me hyped up during fights. It got me crying in in certain places. But most importantly, uh, that was a soundtrack that I can listen to outside of the game. And I know where it's playing i know who it's for and i can get lost in its its gigantic tracks for for hours it really bumped up final fantasy 7 as my favorite uh final fantasy of all time right behind 4 and 6 and 10 it it really made that jump and i i can't wait for the second installment i love the ending i love that the ending made people mad it, it didn't make me mad but I loved it made people upset, and I love that they're actually going through with a remake and not completely one-for-one one doing the exact same as the previous game. If it was a one-for-one one remaster of the previous game, I would be upset and bored already. So I like the differences. I like the fact that they're going to change things up, and I like that uh, people were upset, and people were happy, and people were intrigued, and people were going crazy for this game it was one of the platinum trophies that i got this year so happy for that i cannot i cannot gush more about that game i love it yeah i love that game too forgot about that one but yeah that was great as far as other games that i played i i played my first tales of game which is tales of berseria and i mistakenly platinum that game holy crap tales of tales games are insane to platinum and I fell into that bullshit, and it is such a grind fest. I love the game itself, but my god, I was I was sick and tired by hour hour one hundred and fifty and whatnot. I was like, I can't believe I'm playing this game uh, for this long. But I I toughed it out, and I did platinum that game. I will never platinum another Tales game. <laughs> uh, I I know it's crazy. I played the prequel to that, which is Asteria which uh, came out before Berseria, and I ended up liking that game, but man, that game has got some flaws, and I spent I spent a long time on that one, too. PS5 games? Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales is a badass game. I love it. It is like, it is like the Spider-Man game if you were souped up and you were super powerful, and it was just, it was just so cool to see Miles' uh, story in the game. I like him better than Peter Parker. <laughs> so I know people thought it was a short game. I thought it was a perfect 
game size because uh you're souped up spider-man you don't you don't have as many options to go through again another game that i 100 percented by platinum and it was it was really good i think it was an easy platinum as well i went back to uh the yakuza game so i finally finished yakuza kiwami 2 did not platinum that game i'm actually pretty close and i just kind of gave up <laughs> uh but Man, I love the Yakuza games. I can't believe I, I sat on Kiwami 2 for a long time without going through the story. And now I'm going through the remastered version since I got it not cheap. The remastered versions are kind of their old PS3 games. So I have to kind of wrap my mind around that. And then hopefully I can go to like a dragon when they get their upgrades soon. And the last one I want to talk about is Bug Snacks. Game of the Year Bug Snacks. <laughs> Bug Snacks, I know a lot of people were looking at it like, what the fuck is Bug Snacks? And why am I capturing bugs that look like food and shit? But it actually was really endearing. Uh, I got a lot of my friends to finish it. And uh, it's silly. It's stupid. Um, but there's a hidden, there's like a, a real story underneath everything, like a hidden mystery. It's like CSI almost. And the fact that it's like catching Pokemon, it's like almost like a, a grown up Pokemon snap, uh, because you have to do different things to capture the bug snacks. I was entranced by it for the, I guess, 20 hours that I played, played of it. And I liked it a lot, so I hope uh, I hope a lot of people will finally appreciate Bug Snacks and uh, give it a go. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. That would be I'm I'm looking at my game collection. Oh yeah, uh, on Xbox I'm playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps. That might be the most beautiful game <laughs> that I've seen on my seen with my eyeballs. Because man, that the artwork, the art style looks beautiful. And it on my TV, it's like super sampled to like 6K resolution. So my eyes are the my eyes are getting a bountiful full of pixels, and I'm like, this game is gorgeous. I suck at it though, <laughs> so it's it's definitely not an easy game for me. But man, I'm already enjoying Ori. I've never played an Ori game before, and this is one of like the reasons I picked up an Xbox is to play it. I have Gears 5 ready to go. Uh, I haven't played a, a Gears game since the 360, so I'm ready for my eyeballs to melt on that one. And then hopefully when I get on Game Pass, that I get to finally go through a lot of backlog games that they have. I can't wait. I own all three major consoles now, so I'm a happy clam. I haven't had all three consoles since the... 360, PS3, Nintendo Wii era. So, what about the fourth major console? Uh, I I had. You mean PC? I'm not a PC gamer. No, 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 no. The fourth major console, the KFC. Oh, the machine. KFC console. You know what? KFC console. Yes. Man, if it can hold, if it can hold my chicken strips and heat them up, I'm. <laughs> I might be down for that. <laughs> So it's a technological marvel. I'm so excited for it. I really hope it works. I, I hope it doesn't cost an arm and a leg so it can be a meme and I can buy one and be like, okay, it works and it's not going to melt my entertainment center or anything like that. So can you imagine if you can put stuff other than chicken in there, like burgers and chicken nuggets and like, Dude, what else? I, I, don't I know. was already thinking like, what could I put in the grill 
you know, like I could put fries in the grill. I could put chicken nuggets in the grill. Maybe I could put some uh, in there. Uh, yeah, and I could put. What else could I put? The possibility are endless. It's just. It's, yeah, hot sandwiches. I could put pasta in there, maybe. And then, and then it. I have to game, right? So it's not like it's not like it won't be cooking without it. I'd have to, you know, play something. I'd have to play something. So I wonder what games Specs that are pretty good too. I, I just, I just hope I can actually put it in my hand and actually turn it on and, and play it. And hopefully air fries, air fry some uh, good food at the same time. And it's designed like a chicken bucket. So, I mean, what's not to love? It's just amazing. I can't wait. It's the best of both worlds, right? Exactly. Now, now, now when you play, when you play PUBG, you can actually have a chicken dinner. <laughs> All right. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to I, mention? In I don't know, man. I, I've gotten so many people to to play games this year it's uh it's fun greg you you've been playing some games too right this year uh final fantasy 7 remake like everyone else in the world um probably the second final fantasy game i've ever finished out of all of them first. uh first one was the first lightning game uh, whichever oh, number of that one was 13. final fantasy 13 yeah. i am a fan of 13 i don't i know people have their hate for that one i love lightning I love the 13 series. I 100%ed 13 too, so. Oh, I never 100% anything in these games. I just want to get it over with. And the other game I've been playing, thanks to Alan, is Yakuza. <laughs> yeah. And I'm starting from the very bottom, so Yakuza 0 is the one I'm playing right now. As you should. But, man, those games are fucked up. But. <laughs> well, why do you say it, that? There's a lot of dumb shit you have to do in that, that game that I wouldn't think would be in a video game. But you don't yeah. you don't have to do like, them. Well, I mean, stopping a panty selling ring was like probably the tops right now for what I've I've reached so far in the game. <laughs> but oh no, that's you'll you'll forget that one very soon. Oh yeah, well there's there's this guy I met in the uh the Osaka version of of the game. Some guy in his underwear grinding away. Um Mr. Libido. <laughs> I posted that on our Yeah, I posted that on our Twitter actually. Mr. But, Libido. Um, <laughs> Yakuza is the closest I'll ever get to Japan this year, so that's why I'm playing it. And I recognize every single almost every single part of that game. <laughs> Just cause I stayed in uh I've stayed in Shinjuku and gone to that CD area. Actually, I remember it vividly because last year I was in the CD area. And Osaka, I remember a lot. It's the only way I'm going to remember going to Japan this year is by playing Yakuza and stopping panty selling rings and meeting a guy in his underwear on the street. When you become the cabaret club manager, that's, that's life-changing. It'll, it'll be your money resource, though. So. Well, so far, uh, I've only gone through his first two chapters just at the cliffhanger of his his story i ended up going back to the other guy with the less shitty fighting style so it's a fun game i know it's really really old and there's probably a lot of people are going what why the hell are you playing a really really old game it's because i don't have a fucking ps5 thanks to you fucking bots and scammers but that's it for video games for me to end this section off is there anything else you guys want to gush over about 2020 before we move on to talking about next year oh yes yes 
anybody doing curbside pickup, I love you because I can order my groceries through Target, through the app. I can go pick it up. Waterburger, thank you for having pickup pickup privileges because not only do you reward me by ordering Waterburger, you just come out and bring out my food. Same thing with Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A Mondays, whenever I go to Chick-fil-A, perfect. And they're prompt and on time and they're very nice. They bring it out in a nice little tray for me. Anybody doing curbside, you guys are my heroes. Ping, anything you want to add? Yeah, I mean, along the same vein, everyone that's working in the food industry and has been working throughout this, you know, very difficult time. And then the Uber Eats drivers as well, you know, getting out there and getting my food delivered to me. Obviously, the healthcare workers, the frontline workers out there. Um, like I said, my mom's a nurse and she's one of them. I mean, where would we be without them, right? So very thankful for them. Um, they made this. They made this year a little bit more bearable. If I couldn't get delivery food, I mean, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> uh, I'm along the same lines as you guys. Thank you to the frontline workers, whether you're a nurse, firefighter, policeman, grocery store clerk. You know, people have to put up with a lot of shit. Um, thank you for putting up with all that shit. Uh, thank you to the Amazon delivery guys for delivering my packages. And yeah, thank you to all the people who uh, actually listen to the rules and wear masks and social distance when you can. All right, so last topic is looking forward to next year. So we'll keep this short. Uh, Give me one word or phrase that best describes 2020 to you. You don't have to elaborate, just say what it is that comes to your mind. Ping, go first. Coronavirus. Alan? Reboot. And I will finish it off with bullshit. Uh, moving on to next year, uh, other than a COVID-19 vaccine, what are you looking forward to next year? I am looking forward to going to Korea and hopefully see Eyes 1 before they uh, disband. Anything else that you're looking forward to? Eyes 1 permanent. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's like a very big wish. <laughs> hey, you know, a man can dream. Alan, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to a bit more consistency, I guess, keeping occupied and not being bored all the time and hopefully coming out of retirement and finding some sort of employment in, in 2021. I have, I have good hopes, but I could always, I have a retirement fund that I can always pull from. So if it, it was anything bigger, I, I would like to go on my Korea trip too. So Ping, take me with you if you're going, going to eyes one, I'll go with you too. Yeah. I mean, uh, as soon as they open the gates, I'm I'm headed out there. Wow, we all have the same dream because I too am going to either Korea or Japan to see Ice One. Um, probably both <laughs> if I can pull it off. But uh, yeah, that that's what I'm looking forward to next year is just to have the ability to travel outside of Canada. Yeah, basically. Basically, and um, concerts. I want to go to yeah. concerts again. I miss concert, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, the travel bans at least get lifted a little bit so that we have the ability to do things like meet up in person and, you know, go to Korea or go to Japan for Eyes One. I so, want to go to a karaoke. Yeah, I'll, I'll sing my one song and that's it. I know, we need a. I want to drink again. Drink with people. Drinking alone kind of oh, yeah. sucks. <laughs> it's kind of depressing. Well, this one is probably more for Alan, but Ping can chime in as well. Uh, 2021 is the 15th anniversary of Selective Hearing. Uh, what are you going to sell 
do to celebrate this milestone. I can't believe we we beat out a lot of other sites that I thought were doing better than us uh, that we were affiliated For with. For sure. Consistency is key. I, I just know that they've moved on to other things and whatnot, so uh, what would I do to celebrate? Well, I, I wish we could go to KCON if that happens. That would have been a good celebration. Then we would have had another reason to have fun and uh, throw another awesome podcast together. I, I I hope we get to do something fun this year. It would be it would be amazing to ultimately be together and hang out and grab food and grab. I mean, we all three of us we were at KCON in LA, so that was really fun as hell. So we got to just chill and relax and be with our with our buddies that were just shooting the shit and kind of what we're doing now just in person. So, and I hope we get to uh, partner up with other, with other sites that are also getting their feet on the ground that have been doing great things as well. Uh, so we can spread the, uh, the, the love and spread the good cheer, our fandoms and in everything that we do. Cool. It's awfully nice of you, Alan. I know, maybe maybe I should be a little bit more <laughs> political and be like, fuck it, it's all for us, fuck everybody else, but oh well. <laughs> fuck this shit, fuck all of you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the, more, the more the merrier is what I would like to say. Ah, okay, I understand you. Ping, I know you've been following us for a little bit, even back to the JP hip days. A little bit, man. I've been I've been yeah. there since almost the start, right? So yeah. 15 years, what is it, 2005? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah. I mean, congratulations to you. Thank you, Definitely. sir. Definitely. It's an achievement. 15 years in any industry, in any, you know, any career path, any, any hobby, anything that you do, 15 years is a very long time. And to be able to stick to it, it's, you know, it's, it's a huge achievement and really happy for you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm going to raise a glass. You know, we should celebrate next year, hopefully. And, uh, you know, our next get together, you know, have a drink. And uh, I'm sure we'll find something fun to do. Hopefully it involves Eyes One in Korea. <laughs> that's, that's my hope. For me, I'm probably just going to go buy a cake, <laughs> I guess. But uh, I, I really don't know because, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I don't know if anyone else would have probably stuck with it if i passed the site on to them like i was thinking probably this was going to last five years and then they just go on and do other things but 15 years not bad i guess Going strong. <laughs> yeah, i think we've achieved a lot over the past 15 years uh definitely a lot more than i expected for just a small startup with no budget and a small staff so <laughs> that definitely uh overachieving at times I i'm just hoping that year 15 we can do a lot more on the korean side i guess and try to get our feet into that industry a little bit more i um, mean we have some traction in japan but probably absolutely nothing in korea right now so i'm hoping that uh, a way to celebrate that is to actually get some traction in korea and hopefully be able to balance the two countries together and at least get some decent content out of it uh otherwise yeah i, I just want to go to korean see eyes one or go to japan if that's that's my only option that would be a great way to celebrate just hang out with uh like-minded folks and have a drink and see some idols basically sounds like the dream yep we never growing up yeah. man we never growing up 
We're like Toys R Us kids. We never grow up, right? I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. I'm a Toys R Us kid. (laughs) Uh, Do you have any closing thoughts, gentlemen? Yeah. uh, Thank you all for listening to us uh, over the last year. I know it's been tough for everybody. There are a lot of folks that are making the best of what they can. And you guys inspire me to not be a total bum during this uh, 2020. So... I thank you to all of those that have been keeping in touch with me throughout the year, those that have been encouraging us through uh, this difficult time, the music industry for keeping the beats in my head and keep me moving and grooving, and and to uh, all the other folks that are still following their passions, even through this bullshit year of 2020. Keep it up. Hopefully I can pull inspiration from you all. Continue on this positive track that we got going on to 2021. Cool. Ping, do you have any uh, closing thoughts for the listeners out there? I just uh, thank you for having me again on the show. Really appreciate it. It was fun. There's not a lot of places that I can talk about all of my K-pop discussions with. So... Uh, really appreciate having the avenue to be able to discuss things with you guys. Yeah, it's been it's been a long year. It's been a heck of a year. It's been uh, a grinding year. You know, we made it through, hopefully. And uh, just a few more days as of the time of recording. Uh, it'll be the new year, 2021. And uh, I don't want to say how can it get worse, but uh, how much worse can it get, right? <laughs> Man, so don't, don't put that out. Don't put that in the world <laughs> right now. What are you doing? Hey, let's look forward to 2021. It's going to be a better year. Indeed. For me, I guess, uh, thank you to both of you for participating in the podcast over the year. And probably in the past, if you've been on podcasts in the past years, uh, your participation is greatly appreciated. Without you guys, there probably wouldn't be anything to talk about. (laughs) So (laughs) thank you very much for uh, hanging in there and coming in at these uh, weird hours to to talk about k-pop j-pop and whatever else is on our minds to all the loyal listeners and readers out there uh, thank you for putting up with our bullshit over 2020 i know there hasn't been a lot of content on the site or as much as i wanted to put but uh we'll look to rectify that in 2021 and beyond with the covid situation now hopefully Coming up in the rearview mirror, we'll have more stuff to talk about, more things to go to, more things to review. Much gratitude to the staff, both past and present. We did lose a couple of staff members in 2020. So thank you to them for their contributions. But hopefully 15th year will be kick ass once uh, we're able to do more stuff. Uh, I'm looking to hopefully, like I said, get more into the Korean pop culture space uh, hopefully reestablish those ties with professional wrestling that we had before uh, right try a couple of new things look out for 2021 hopefully yeah but that's about it uh i really have nothing else to say so other than thank you very much to the listeners for putting up with this podcast and hopefully it entertains you uh hopefully you stick around if you're a first-time listener and you check out the site and check out uh, Ellis's YouTube channel, LSTK Pop. And check out our YouTube channel as well. And all of our social media, along with Ellis's social media and Alan's social media. Uh, I don't use social media as much 
So you can just check out the selective hearing social media. That's usually just me. Yeah. Thank you. That's Thank it. you. Fuck 2020. Yes, that that's all. One, two, three, fuck 2020. <laughs> yes, one, fuck 2020, because it's one, two, two three. Fuck 2020. Fuck 2020. Bye. Peace. Bye.